Hey everyone, welcome back to the SAP Changemakers podcast. I'm your host, Robin Prince. And today we are going to be focusing on the roadmap to becoming an intelligent industrial manufacturer. And with me today to talk about this topic, we have Georg Kuba, Global Vice President of Industrial Machinery and Components at SAP, and our returning guest, Vahid Kamzi, SVP of Industries at SAP. Welcome. Thank you both for being here. So as I mentioned, roadmap to becoming an intelligent industrial manufacturer, you know, we'll get into what that means and what that looks like from SAP's viewpoint, but I want to start with, you know, ground zero, identifying the challenges that customers face and, and how we kind of lead into becoming that intelligent enterprise and that digital transformation. But first, can you kind of talk about the, the main challenges that we see at most of our customers in this industry? So, uh, Robin, thanks for asking. If we look into the world of industrial manufacturers, then these guys basically, they look at two sets of challenges. They first have to deal with the global megatrends that affecting us all, like creating circular economy, um, you know, building livable cities, uh, creating sustainable energy, uh, new mobility things, right? We all have a play in there, and so do industrial manufacturers. But they also have to, to deal with the industry trends that are affecting them very directly. And they start with customers that are changing in their behavior and in their, in their attitude very quickly. Um, the fact that everything has become digital, and the question is always, how can you digitalize this? Uh, no matter what this may be, a changing playing field where customers become partners and partners become competitors, and also a world in which globalization may not be the only uh, possible answer for, for effectiveness, but it's more about right-showing, putting the resources that you use close to the markets that you serve. So it's, it's this mix of things that industrial manufacturers are facing today. Thank you, Georg. And you talked about a lot, you know, everything going digital. So that leads me into my next question, which I think is a really important topic today and, and in the world moving forward. We talk about it becoming an intelligent enterprise, becoming you know an intelligent industrial manufacturer. But in order to arrive at that place, you have to go through a digital transformation. So can you touch on what exactly a digital transformation looks like for this industry? Yeah, certainly. Actually, I think we should, you know, put the word digital a little bit to the to the back burner at this point in time, because after all, it's about a transformation. The, the, the companies need to transform to adapt to the new situation. And they, in our experience, they do this in five distinct areas. They, they try to create much higher customer centricity, reaching out to the end consumer. Because remember, industrial manufacturers usually have a B2B business. They don't usually touch the end consumer directly. However, what the end consumer thinks and feels about their product or the value that create is, is of paramount importance. So they try to create this centricity on the end consumer. That's the first transformational thing that needs to happen. If they do this, they quickly realize that their offerings need to be much, much more differentiated than what they are today. So this idea of serving every segment, every customer as if it was its own market segment is another priority that our customers are pursuing. In doing so, they quickly realize, well, they can do this better if the products are becoming more digital and more configurable. And they also focus on making those products differently. Uh, Industry 4.0 comes to mind as a, as a strategy to manufacture products uh, more efficiently and more effectively. And then finally, the, the, the biggest transformational opportunity I think that our industry is pursuing is to offer products as a service. So. Imagine you have you know, completely understood your end consumer, you're building the products that they want, 
you have built them in the most efficient and effective way possible. And now, how can you monetize them as, as good as possible? And just selling them for a one-time sales price is not a good option. Making them a platform for recurring revenue is what they're trying to do. So it's this transformational strategies that they're trying to pursue. And digital plays a role in all of them. And Vahid, did you have uh, any comments on that as well? I like what you said, Georg. The transformation that's happened over the last 12 months, I think it touched us very personally as well. We need to figure out what are we going to do? Is my job safe? So how do I preserve the cash? Where do I want to invest? Do I put it in a house or the stock markets? Where do I do it? And how's my lifestyle changing? I mean, nobody's traveling. We're staying at home. And I think that's the same reality Mm. at the company level. Essentially, how do you free up cash? Because you know that... uh, you need to invest for the future. At the same time, you don't, you're not sure of how the future is going to look like. So the ability to understand the past, what's being profitable, what's being successful and what's dying, to be in the present and understand what's happening around you and really predict yeah. the future is really something that is not a given. Before you had the long lead times, you could plan for your supply chain, understand what the customer wants. Now things are changing very dramatically. So having the visibility end-to-end is so critical. I'm talking to a lot of the smaller SMEs, the CEOs. They don't even know how many employees they have, if you ask them today. So not Mm -hmm. understanding your number of your employees because there's contractors, it's changing, there's different partners. What are your your product? What's in your portfolio? What's the product with the best margin? So I think when you have such a confusion, such a state of change, having clear visibility it's not something that you can gain immediately. So it's a three to six month effort. You need to invest in it. And I'd be curious to see, Georg, how do you see the difference between larger companies and smaller companies in that space? How are they impacted differently, specifically around the five trends that you mentioned? Yeah, uh, yeah. let me just uh, add to something that you said. You said that the, the future has become more and more uncertain. And I think that's the key point because in the past, people knew well, they thought they knew what was going to happen. They built supply chains that were very rigid. They were very lightweight. They were very efficient, but they were very rigid. And as soon as something happens, then these supply chains break down. And so what's happening now is people understand that they need much more flexibility. And flexibility can be achieved by digitalizing processes, because then you can change them very, very quickly. So I'm, I'm totally in agreement with what you just said, uh, Vahid. Now, when it comes to small and uh, bigger companies, Actually, smaller companies are sometimes better equipped for for fast change. They may not be able to do big digital projects because it's always an investment and and, there's not so much money available for those, but they are generally a little bit uh, more agile. The, The big companies, or many of them, are actually using the time right now to invest in these type of initiatives. Uh, to be ready for when the business picks up again. I mean, it's actually picking up already, but there was a lot of investment going on in the last 12 months for those that had the foresight to say, uh, when when this is picking up again, I want to be ready and I want to be able to flexibly adapt to whatever reality I will then find at the end of the pandemic. One thing that I'm seeing, Georg, also is now, with all of these changes, the two most critical tools is Excel spreadsheets and emails. My dream is a world without email. Actually, I just read this book from Cal Newport, A World Without Email. And I think that's it. When you have chaos in the supply chain, it's all the info is in the email. That's fantastic. You're very reactive. I think third is WhatsApp maybe or iMessage. But this is not a way for us to manage a business. 
I think what I'm realizing is that's where people are nonstop in meeting, nonstop in coordination. So the ability to have a, a plan, modify the plan. And when you talk about digital, I talk about outside of Excel in something that is shared and a shared environment. So I can see that these impact of the supply chain, it has an impact on the business, how you manage the business, but also on the work life of the employees and the craziness, I think, of everyone being back to back into meetings. And I can see companies who have, there is a little bit more organization and understanding of what's happening. It is much less tendency to go into panic mode, emails, replanning, rescheduling. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. hope that it will help us get out of these uh, 12 hour days on Zoom and emails yeah. flying around on all of the devices. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you both brought in the human aspect to it as well, the people aspect behind the business. Um, so can you go into you know, a decent amount of detail on how, how SAP in particular helps our, the customers to drive that digital transformation because we have that really end-to-end vision and, and not just for the business objectives, but also the people that are involved with these you know, with these changes that are necessary to become the intelligent enterprise to make sure that companies are running at their best. Yeah, well, maybe it's a it's a good point to maybe talk about what the intelligent enterprise really is, because that is such a term that's floating around. And let's not assume that we all understand what that means. Um, sometimes I get pushback from companies when I talk to them and I say, you know, you should become an intelligent enterprise. And they look at me like, <laughs> what, what do you think we are? I mean, look at our position in the market. Look at the money we're making. Look at our customers. Don't you think that we are intelligent? And and the answer to this is well, yes. Companies do act intelligently today. You know, define intelligent as uh, ability to see what's going on and then base decisions on those learnings. Right. That's what intelligence is. And many companies can act this way, but they can act this way because they have intelligent people in front of screens. And this is where the people aspect comes in. It's not only that they work a lot. It's also that the companies depend on these people to make intelligent decision, decisions consistently over a long period of time and also potentially over changing in the workforce. And that's where the problem is, right? Mm-hmm. If you have changes in the workforce or you have somebody being sick or you have somebody changing roles, the intelligence, quote unquote, of the company can change very, very quickly because that person is not making the same type of decisions. An intelligent enterprise, however, is an enterprise where the functions of understanding what's going on are digitalized through IoT, through social media listening, through uh, experience management. So there is a digital channel for the what's going on part. And then the processes are enabled with artificial intelligence, machine learning, and these type of technologies to use the incoming data points to then make decisions automatically. And, and consistently, and again, and again, and again. And that has then two aspects. First of all, it relieves people from 12-hour days on Zoom, as Vahid was saying, and I think that's already a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it also makes a company much, much more consistent and, and cohesive in the way it makes decisions in an intelligent way. Right. So, so that's really the, 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 the basic of what an intelligent enterprise is. And then, of course, there are additional aspects like flexible value chains, because it, it if you want to have this type of reactivity, you need to be very flexible in how you run your business. And also what we also count to be intelligent is environmental awareness to not only look Absolutely. at the bottom line and the top line, but also at the green line. What's my impact on the environment and on the climate? So that's what the intelligent enterprise is and what the the people aspect within means, at least in, in, in my book. So what do you see today happening in the industry? You know, 
do you think that the majority of the industry is kind of catching on to this digitalization movement? Do you think that there are a lot of customers that still have yet to, you know, get started? And and if so, what would your advice be to them as they're listening to this podcast? So A, yes, this is definitely beyond starting. This is going on uh, for a long time now. Digitalization is the keyword since five years, maybe. However, it is important to understand in which areas and on what level uh, digitalization happened. I mentioned the five strategic priorities, customer centricity, segment of one, smart products, industry four, and servitization. And these are actually distinct areas in which digitalization can happen at, for different goals, right? depending on what you want to achieve. And digitalization also happens in different maturity stages. At SAP, we, we distinguish best practices, which is basically, you know, that's what everybody agrees is the right thing to do. Just do it. Uh, next practices, which is, well, this is probably the next thing that differentiates you from your competition. Uh, nobody has really done it yet, so let's get started. And then the last level that we call vertical edge, which is a lot of experimentation and, and, and you know, just try out things. To give you a concrete example, uh, in industrial manufacturing, a good best practice today is that if you have sold a piece of equipment and machine to your customer, then you stay connected to that equipment through means of uh, Internet of Things. Right? You, have a, you have a remote connection to this equipment and you just see, is it running? Is it not running? Is there any problem? That's the best practice. Mm -hmm. most, mm -hmm. most companies do that. The next practice would be to take that data and feed it into your own business processes. So if something happens, it doesn't just appear on a screen, but it triggers something in the process. A spare part is ordered, a technician is scheduled, something like this. And the vertical edge would be to take the data feeds from all the machines that you have out in the field and look at the data and try to find patterns and then build new services and new value-adding business models based on this data. That's right. That's just one example that I would say, you know, falls into this category of digital uh, smart products. But you can have very similar views on serving the segment of one, customer centricity, and so on. So I guess it's important to not just start somewhere, but to be clear in which area you want to start and on what level you are and which is the next level that you can go to. Otherwise, it becomes very uncoordinated very quickly. Right. So I think the last question that I have maybe for both of you to answer would just be, you know, if you could give a piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice on the audience listening today in terms of getting started and making sure that they are on the right path towards becoming that intelligent enterprise, you know, what would you say to these customers and to the audience that maybe hasn't jumped on board yet with SAP? Maybe one thing here is that the SAP of today is very different than the SAP that you implemented. I was 20 years ago, a, a customer, actually I did in the year 2000, these massive transformation, five years, seven year programs. Then I spent five years as a partner, a consultant, and now I'm in the firm. But I would say things have changed significantly. And actually, for now, the keyword is ecosystem. So we are doing amazing partnerships that are plug and play into the industry cloud. TeamViewer is one of these ones, one of these companies. And TeamViewer is actually the company that allows a remote collaboration with the desktop. You know that in the past. But actually, because my son plays Pokemon Go and AR has evolved so much, now essentially you have a huge amount of new processing power, new glasses, Google glasses, Oculus. So essentially, 
because we have been able through the gaming industry to have such a powerful processing unit in the glasses, now you can have really augmented reality at the work site. Mm-hmm. It's integrated with our backend system. So thank you gamers for getting us to there. And now we're able to use that, <laughs> that. in the workplace, in the factories, and it's completely integrated in SAP Industry Cloud. So my advice is there is a lot of solution from our partner in ecosystem. And actually the best part is that now you can demo it online, you can trial it. So mm-hmm. it's not something that you need to purchase and to go with a long implementation journey. So I think our, our model has significantly changed now with the industry cloud. And we have a large number of partner announcements coming in the next month. That's great. Thank you, Vahid. And how about you, Georg? Yeah, I mean, obviously all of what you just said is, is totally correct. And the ecosystem is an important aspect. Um, what, what I always discuss with customers when we talk about digitalization, I try to steer them away from this immediate focus on technologies and products. My immediate question is always, what do you want to achieve? Where does your business hurt most? And at SAP, we have this capacity of value engineering, which is basically making or giving the company the opportunity to do an assessment and a peer group uh, comparison of their own business. And that helps them to identify in which areas they have the biggest need to do something because after all, they do digitalization because they want to solve a business problem. So to know where that business problem is and what that problem is, is the first step. And then from there, I think we can easily then identify the right processes and the right technologies and products to, to improve that. But I'm always suggesting where is your biggest problem? Where is the biggest gain if you do something? And then let's start there. Great. Thank you both so much for having this conversation with me and with our audience today. And to the audience, if I would recommend checking out sap.com, taking a look at the industry cloud page and clicking on that contact us or, or get a demo button because you'll really want get, to get started and jump on board and, and, and move into that intelligent enterprise phase. So thank you both uh, for this great conversation and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and, and thank you everyone for listening. Absolutely. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Vaid. Thank you.